there is a, a boundary there and to understand that you are not your roles uh, and you are a human being that has needs and deserves to be nourished. You know, we all deserve to have a, a fun, loving, caring relationship with ourselves. You know, that little girl who loved horses or, you know, uh, loves to go to the library. And so to reconnect with that self and to be grounded and rooted in that, then you're able to grow up and out and, and be more active in your community and be a better mom and a better whatever you want to be in your life. The roles that you can choose from there. Providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany Anton. Thanks for tuning in to Power by Her. I am Tiffany Anton, and last week you heard, you met Cat Star. We heard all about her kind of business, her music, and the visions that she had for her business and how she's kind of made it successful. We have Cat Star back and her business partner on her other business, Katie Woods. Hello, hello. Thanks, Thank ladies, you for having me. for being here. Good morning. Cat, well, I'm so excited. We, You and I have had some like deep conversations and we don't really even know where this podcast episode is going to take us. And so no um, we're, we don't have a lot planned out, but we're going to talk kind of about the business and all all things women need to hear, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe men, too. Uh, listen, I have a hard time sometimes because I say women all the time, but I that's all I know. I'm just a woman. I, I'm not a man. I don't know how to... Right. I don't know what men need. Well, we can certainly talk about this that in this episode. Because oh, yeah. Kat and I have talked about that at length as well. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think it's interesting when you, you're putting out content that's mainly for women. It might, I mean, the podcast episodes recently I've heard men say, well, I, I appreciated this. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but this, it wasn't for you. Right. Which is fine. Great. I, that's great that it does resonate with men, but it's hard sometimes. So. It is, yeah. Let me take a second to thank our partners. Thanks to Plenty, the downtown bookshop. People relax when there's plenty. We cooperate and are generous when there's plenty. A life of plenty is the kind of life we're powering on this podcast, and reading is one of the best ways you can shape your mind and spirit. Check it out and tell them you're powered by her for a special chocolate treat. Plenty, the downtown bookshop, has something to read that is going to light up your mind and world. Create your life of plenty at 48 West Broad in Cookville or plentybookshop.com. When you're a busy lady on the go, figuring out what to do for dinner can be a mental drain. Do you guys know what you're doing for dinner tonight right now? Yes, I do. Oh, yes, oh, ma'am. oh these yep. are organized ladies. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I don't have a plan for, I do tonight, but not normally. Uh, head over to Honey Baked Ham Cookville to pick up a 12-pack of sliders for dinner tonight. Also, don't forget, every Thursday, a dollar off sandwiches. Like Honey Baked Ham Cookville on Facebook to stay up to date on all they have going on kind of want some honey baked ham right now yeah now I kind of want to change my plan <laughs> <laughs> 12 pla- pack of sliders sounds pretty good it doesn't sound bad yeah so reclaim is your latest business it's That's a right. newer thing um your tagline is curate the life you love which is kind of something that I feel like I embody and live in my day-to-day life and I feel like as I've gotten older I feel like this is such an important part of the core of happiness in life. Oh, preach. Absolutely it is. Absolutely. Take you to church today. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can tell we're all vibing here already. Yes. <laughs> so Katie, tell me about where this came from. Ooh. So um, let's see. I'm actually a Spanish teacher, my profession, as a profession, as a professional. Uh, I was teaching full time. <laughs> in your day job. In my, yeah. Well, before, before. But that's what I went to school for. Um And that's what I was doing when I met Kat uh, because I started taking lessons with her, actually. I love to sing. Um, 
during the th- times that I was singing, I struggled to have accompaniment. So I started taking lessons on ukulele with her to help me learn how to sing and play at the same time. And bless Kat, uh, I would come into lessons on Thursday evenings after working at a local school in a neighboring county. Uh, and I was just complete toast. I'm a single mom. I have three children. And I was overwhelmed with just an understatement. And Kat, the way that she teaches, as I'm sure you heard on the podcast last week, uh, she is a very ground up, center out gal. So something really special she does in her lessons is that she will observe in her students where they're holding tension. She'll be able to use her intuition to, to kind of really tap into what they're struggling with and really make space for that. So it's very therapeutic. Um, even when Which you don't is, want it to be. Like, did you think uh, that that's what you were going to music class for? Like, Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. No one ever does. Don't yes. tell anybody. Yeah, it's a secret. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So um, and at some point, Kat was like, listen. Um, oh, she, uh, there's a distinct moment we remember when she said, so how was practice this past week? And I was like, Kat, listen, I don't remember what we did last week. And I don't remember practicing this past week. And she was like. She's, she's just full to capacity. And that wasn't her time to say, hey, you know, let's just stop lessons. She grabbed a bunch of index cards and she sat me down on her living room floor and she said, I want you to write every single responsibility you have in your life on a different index card. And I was like, well, you know, I can kind of categorize them and put them on a piece of, like, can I put multiple on each card, you know? And she was like, no. Feels so wasteful to put <laughs> one thing on one card. Well, and it was overwhelming, right? And yeah. so, but honestly, that was completely life-changing, that experience. And it was uncomfortable. She sat there with me and metaphorically held my hand. And when I was done, we had like 86 cards. It was a lot of cards. Yeah. Like, I've done this process myself before, but I'm not a mom. And so <laughs> it was That's a, a whole little other thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about being a single mom on this on the podcast before and it, it is it is a, a heavy burden a little bit. Um and so it, it can feel like you're all alone. I think that's what I've loved creating this space for mm-hmm. is that people feel like they're not alone sometimes and that's I think great. that that's kind of what you guys were were looking to do is to create a space where women feel like they're not just on an island by themselves. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah. And so when, when Katie saw the 86 index cards, I think it was really validating. Like, I think we both might've cried because like, oh my God, that's so many cards, you know? What made you decide to do this? Okay. So, so the reason I had her do this is because I wanted to run her through this drill that I had done for myself several years before. So after she had the cards, I said, okay, now put Put all of the ones that are chores in this pile. Put all of the ones that are kid-related in this pile. Put things that have to happen each week in this pile and each month. And so she sorted them into piles. And from that, we were able to figure out what her week ought to look like. You know, what, what day do you need to do laundry? What day do you need to plan your meals? And so what she left with was a schedule. And did we do a chore stack that day too? It might have been probably after that yeah. because this was a lot yeah. to do. <laughs> well, and you thought, yeah. K- Katie, you thought you were coming for a music lesson. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, this is all very consensual. Yeah, but I was, yeah. No, I, was no, no, always, I was just, you know, but, but yeah, but that's exactly. What you pulled up to, the but house this was the and impact. You're like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm coming here for my music lesson, and probably felt a little bit like a failure because oh, you time. hadn't had all the time. practice. You know, that was the initial question: is that Kat said, "What you know? How did the practice sessions go?" Um, I have not played a musical instrument since I was in middle school, I think, and I played the trumpet. And when I wasn't practicing at home, my parents made me feel like I was the worst human ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, and and so, you know, that not practicing just makes you, oh my gosh, like now this is another, this is supposed to be my safe haven. Mm. And it's now just making me feel like even worse about myself than I was already feeling. It mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. I think that's really the root of like, of Kat and what she does professionally and personally there's no shame in her game I think mm-hmm. she's probably done a lot to deconstruct the shame that she's experienced in her life and she tries to pass it on to everybody as much as possible and so like she said looking at all those cards you know there was no shame that for me feeling that way she didn't shame me for feeling overwhelmed she was like this is legitimate yeah look at everything that you're responsible for doing of course you feel like this yeah and so what what was also very important about that day is I said here is your stop pile. You're going to put into this pile things that you are going to stop doing. You're going to choose to stop doing some things so that you don't have so many plates spinning. So because everything was on one individual card, she got to make one decision at a time. And I think as women, we deal with decision fatigue constantly, constantly. Mm -hmm. And um, both Katie and I are neurospicy in different ways. And so like being able to just single task instead of multitask was really important um so i gave her a, a, a list of things to stop doing to automate batch what are the other ones delegate delegate and outsource mm-hmm. so she started strategically outsourcing her laundry because that was just too much you know so so Which, she as a woman that's so hard so I mean, I feel like I'm revealing a secret right now, but I have a cleaning lady that comes in my house and my programming says that that's something that rich people can do. Mm. And that's something that I'm less of a woman because I don't enjoy that. And it, you know, pulls on my energy. Mm. Um, but I, and I feel shameful about it. I feel shameful admitting it sometimes, but it's, it has, has been a life changer for me. And I tell the lady that comes to my house, I, I, I tell her all the time how much I am always like, please don't leave. Like I need you. I just, it, it is a, a valuable thing for, for me as a, you know, just yeah. in my life of framing my life the way I want to frame it. And mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, and the way you said that is you needed a framework. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what a lot of women need is like, just, you have to be able to sort of get the, the what we call the raccoon view, like climb up in a tree and see the whole picture and then make really strategic choices that honor your time and energy. And, you know, we don't, I don't think there's any shame in not enjoying housework. I have a weird thing. I don't like to get my hands dirty. I had to buy special gloves, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, but every time I would stick my hands into dirty plates to clean them up, I would just, it would drain me. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of what we do in Reclaim is helping women understand What fills your cup and what drains your cup and how can you fill it more and drain it less? Well, how many people, how many women, people do you find that don't, so, you know, your slogan is curate the life you love, who have never thought about what it means to have a life they love. 
I mean, I think everybody. Probably all of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty, yeah. yeah. I, I think that that's so interesting. Um, I, I have this conversation with people when they're looking at, like, you know, I mean, I have a 13-year-old, she's in eighth grade, and she's in career exploration right now, and it's like, gosh, she doesn't know what she loves yet. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't know how to create the life, curate the life she loves because she doesn't know what she loves. Right. Um, but that's, you know, kind of your forced into a career path and you're forced into kind of your these learned behaviors of like women love to clean or a good woman woman should love to clean and should have a, a well-kept household and a good woman should do laundry and and all those kind of things I mean how do you combat that do you want to field this one or should I oh, I think you should Kat like let me at him yeah I know all right <laughs> So what we have noticed through all of the women that we have coached is that our country, our society is made up of systems that believe women's time is infinite and should be infinite and their energy is infinite. And if you don't have time for it, just put it on a woman's plate and she'll take care of it. Um, and women get subsumed. Katie's got like the big uh, the oh, yeah. eyebrows are going up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying the true things Preach here. It. But like. We have so many roles and responsibilities that are given to us because of our gender. We have to unearth who we are. And mm. you heard Katie say, ground up, center out. And what that means is we believe that the framework pieces that we add into our lives to curate the lives we love ought to come from understanding ourselves deeply and understanding our needs. And we should work to fit those needs. We shouldn't just take whatever system is given to us and try to fit ourselves into it. That's so I, I actually posted this on, on social media a, a couple weeks ago, but it was Rachel Hollis speaking about um, kind of what societal norms are to tell us we're a good female. So at, to be a good female, you're providing, you know, you're a good wife to your husband and you're a good mother, but because of the things that you do for a mother, no one would say to you, you're a good mom because you have self-care is never included in that. So a good mom is not a good mom because she goes for a run. She clears her mental space and she comes back refreshed for her kids. Mm -hmm. That's not the societal norm. And that's kind of that outside looking, coming inward and not, you know, ground up center out center out is that, you know, it's like, what are all the other things in life that are happening? And we're going to take them all in and we're going to process them. And then we're going to do what we need to do to adjust ourselves. And that's just so, that's why we have these burned out people in life, um, that are like, I don't know how to function. I, a lot of people will quit their business. Uh We talked about this last week of like the long-term plan for things. Um, they'll quit their business because they're not figuring out inside, you know, ground up what's important. Mm. Oh my gosh. Preach. (laughs) I mean, yes, absolutely. Um, I would also like to, to share from what you've just said, Miss Tiffany, that we, I had this awful disillusionment in the past couple of years. So I'm 32 right now. And I realized during this very overwhelmed time that, um, I have because I'm a woman, I have been reduced to my roles. Mm -hmm. So just like you said, you know, you're a good woman. If you're a good wife, mother, um, neighbor, daughter, employee. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we have a tool that we kind of unearth and reclaim. We call it our reclaim life wheel. Mm. We have 10 really important aspects that we think you need to nourish in your life. 
um, to feel balanced and aligned with what your vision is to curate that life you love. And um, it's really fun to look at, and I'm trying not to nerd out on it right now, but we realized that there is a difference between self and community. They, you know, you have yourself and your needs, physiological needs, mental needs, emotional needs, and then there is a separation between you and your roles that you play in your community. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest things we combat with our Clarity clients is that we it, it's there is a, a boundary there and to understand that you are not your roles uh, and you are a human being that has needs and deserves to be nourished. You know, we all deserve to have a, a fun-loving, caring relationship with ourselves. You know, that little girl who loved horses or, you know, uh, loves to go to the library. And so to reconnect with that self and to be grounded and rooted in that, then you're able to grow up and out and and be more active in your community and be a better mom and a better whatever you want to be in your life. Mm-hmm. The roles that you can choose from there. No, I think that that's, it, it just can feel so draining. Uh, Kat and I were talking about the book Burnout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the human giver syndrome. Oh my God. What I've been reading about lately <laughs> and just how often it's those people that just, you know, you feel like you identify as this giver and how much, when, it, when are you pouring into yourself? Because you're, and I do feel good giving. Oh yeah. I feel, but then I get to a certain point and I'm like, I've, I've lost control. I'm off. I fell off the cliff. <laughs> I've gotten so close to the edge that I'm like, okay. And so here's the problem. We did not create this dynamic. We were born as girls mm-hmm. and we discovered we were part of this dynamic that was created by something else. Um, it's, it's a systemic existing issue. Okay, let's just say it because the Barbie movie said it. It's the patriarchy. It's oh my gosh, I just saw the, just saw the <laughs> patriarchy. Did you just yeah. say the magic word, Kat? <gasps> I did. It's not about horses. <laughs> I just saw the movie yesterday. Isn't it so good? Um, yes. And so I, I just had heard so much about it. And um, I, I was like almost sad when the Kents took over. Um, and I just, it, it was interesting of just, um, even I like that they addressed even the fact that like, what Barbie was created for and then what Barbie has been mm-hmm. to women um, is not, it, it was such this negative thing growing up or well, maybe my, my teen or later years, I didn't think about it when I was actually playing with Barbies as a kid, but um, it has become this thing of, of negativity, I guess somewhat. Mm-hmm. And the patriarchy, I, I, I do. I mean, in, in the burnout book, every time they say yeah. patriarchy, they say, ugh, after. Oh yeah. I forgot about after that. The, the, which it just made me laugh with the movie mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But, um, it's, and I'm not like a, oh, poor me. I'm a female. It's, I, I, I don't, I don't want to victimize myself. Um, but I do want to be aware and, 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 point out those things that sure. that we don't even think we're just living the lives we're living and we're not even thinking about like mm. what's programmed into us absolutely it doesn't feel like you know these shoulds of I should want to clean my house as a woman it's it, you don't feel like well why should I want to do that you don't stop and question things maybe as often and I wish that we would because who does it benefit if we want to clean our houses <laughs> who does it benefit if we want to um, completely run our cup empty, giving to our children. Who does it benefit? Yeah. It doesn't benefit women. You know, I, and it doesn't benefit men either because if we're just our shell of ourselves, we can't give anything. Yeah. Well, I used to always say, um, when, when I, I was giving birth to children, I 
chose, I opted to have um, an epidural. And I said, no one's going to give me an award if I don't have an epidural. And so I think that that's, I think just being in a place where we're supporting of women of like, it's okay to do the things that doesn't make you a bad human right? Um, at the end of the day of, of making the choices of what, of tapping into your, your inner self is not a bad thing. Yeah. That's not a moral thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, it's, it's not a moral tick against you if you don't want to clean your house or if I don't like to touch dirty dishes, it's, it's just a thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, or, or maybe even somewhat just understanding, well, maybe there's something about this for me. I think that it, almost it was like a um a punishment okay you're in trouble now you need now you have to go clean your room and it's like wait a second like I wasn't it wasn't instilled in me of a positive yeah you know you having a clean space could can make you feel better and it's it was this negative heavy thing growing up and so I think I have this aversion yeah it was definitely we even call them chores you know it's it's Mm -hmm. you know yeah we don't you know, it's not this, and I've, I've tried to reverse it a little bit. I'm raising daughters right now. And so I've tried to reverse it a little bit with them of like, okay, well, doesn't it feel good to have a clean space and a picked up space? And let's, this is again, that center in and not the external of like, well, you just have to clean this up because it, you know, this is what we have to do. It's, it feels good to you when this, this is cleaned up or picked up or Yes, yes, it absolutely does. I love that you mentioned, we, we even call them chores, and reclaim, um, and I'm pretty sure this came from a resource, I can't remember the name right now, but we call them care tasks. And so care tasks are those ongoing things that like nobody wants to do, but they're necessary, you have to do them every week, you have to do laundry, you have to do the whole grocery thing, and you have to feed yourself every day and have clean plates to eat off of. Um, and then we go further and we separate between your self-care tasks and your community care tasks, mm. because your self-care tasks only you can do grooming, et cetera. And then there are community tasks that in theory could be shared throughout the community that lives in the space. Well, and one of the things that I think is really interesting with that, that I've tried to reframe in my own life is that what those care tasks look like may be different for me than you. And so I used to have this huge aversion to cooking. Once I became a single mom, it felt like oh, I'm only a good mom if I cook some sort of meat that my children won't eat, some sort of carb that that's all they're going to eat, and maybe a vegetable that they'll kind of pick at. And I felt like I had to have this complete dinner, and I was just this unfit mother. And then, you know, it, it's become this heavy thing. I mean, literally, it triggers. And we've talked about it in my household that when my kids ask what we're having for dinner, it triggers something inside mm, of me. I get that. Because it's like... Well, now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell you, you're going to hate, you're going to have some negative reaction and then I'm going to cook it and then I'm going to have a more negative reaction. And so I've started, okay, it can be what we want it to be. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have my kids. They're not starving. They're not malnourished. You know, we've, I've tried to educate them about food. Okay. Mm -hmm. You need a protein. What are protein options? We talked about that for lunchtime options of like, okay, well you don't, okay. You don't want a a lunch meat sandwich. Well, let's put some hummus in there or let's put some peanuts in there. Let's put, you know, what are the other options? It can look differently than what 
we're programmed in our head. Mm -hmm. That right there. Scream that from the rooftops. (laughs) It's just, I I mean, have you guys kind of gone through that in your own lives of pivoting? Yes, I have. Um, (laughs) Again, with the eyebrows. Yes. So... (laughs) Um, during that really rough time and really just until I would say the last six months or so feeding my children was my 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 biggest struggle there was a lot of shame wrapped around it Mm -hmm. like am I I'm clearly an awful mother if I can't like mentally put food in front of them it's it's a lot isn't it Mm -hmm. um and so actually something that has really just changed everything for us Kat before it was a reclaim thing. She had this magical food binder. This, you know, she loves binders. If you didn't, you know, if you didn't listen to last <laughs> week's episode and, uh, they kind of had it organized. They had like, um, blank menus and they have like a meals or a main section and a side section. And every week she or clay would sit down and just like pick a meal, a main, and then pick a side. They'd write it out. And then they would have their master grocery list and just circle what they need and put in their little grocery order. And it was a completely streamlined process. And so, uh, one of the big decisions that really helped me was kind of switching to whole food because then it was like, kids, you pick a meat, you pick a vegetable. A lot of times it's potato. Mm-hmm. It's like waffle fries yeah. or smashed potatoes or mashed potatoes. But yeah. it's fine because yeah. they're getting an idea of what a meal, you know, nutritionally, what they need, like ground up, center out. But they're also getting input. They know that if they don't like what's going on tonight, their night is coming up, you know, in a couple of days. They'll be mm-hmm. fine. They're, gonna, they're not going to starve. But streamlining that process because there's so there's the decision making you know they're going to freak out anyway just mm-hmm. like you said it's awful it mm-hmm. is absolutely awful it and is. should be discussed more i think oh for sure because also probably what triggers you is the decision making mm-hmm. there's like okay so you have to go through your fridge and clean out like what's old who even knows how long has this been here 3 days 3 months yeah <laughs> you know and then you know figuring out what you have to order yeah just all of it is is unseen invisible labor and it's mostly between our ears, and that is the most stressful kind of labor, in my opinion. Well, and and most of our listeners are business owners, uh, on or, or people that are interested in the business um, aspect of, of life. Um, and how much does do these little things that just weigh on us, these little stressors, how much do they affect kind of how productive you can be as a, a member of society? Before Kat goes off, I'm just going to say, I don't know how she's not said this yet, but uh, when you mentioned outsourcing, you have a cleaning lady, right? Cat mm-hmm. very early on, when she was helping me guide, guide me, she said, you need to outsource anything that you were not uniquely created to do. So if I, you know. I thought I said that. I, yeah. I, you did? I, I said, <laughs> it's I changed my life. I think I did. But yeah, so I mean. You know, and so uh, during this time, I realized that I had ADHD. And so really, I have kind of a side plate, side dish size of uh, executive function per day. And it's all being wasted on all this random stuff I have to do to take care of myself and my little humans. Um, doing things I was uniquely created to do on this wor- on this earth? Absolutely not. Yeah. So, Kat. Yeah. Anybody can, you know, prep your food or mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. But yeah, like... I, I firmly believe that we can expand our capacity for decision making through, you know, trying to, to do a little bit more than we feel comfortable with. However, we only get a certain number of decisions that we can make per day. Or speaking for myself, I had a wall, you know, and I used to hit that wall in the afternoon and then still have all these boss things I had to decide. Um, and so I'm just, I'm really systematic. My brain is, loves loves, loves, loves systems. And so anything that I could, I came up with a system for. 
so that I don't have to spend as much time in my day to day. It's usually a very concentrated input of energy at the beginning. You know, it takes a long time to build systems. But then, you know, once once Katie's got her binder, she doesn't have to build that again. That wheel is rolling. Well, and that's that's a big part of why you guys decided to invest into this business and really do it because not every, I am not a systems person. Yeah. And so my brain is not going to think of like, okay, this is going to help with dinner is having, here's your meats you can choose from and here's your vegetables and let's line them up and we'll just, you know, I'm not going to think in systems like that. And right. so you guys taking that time to think this could be life changing for people around the community that we create is huge. It just brings me so much joy. I just want to talk reclaim to everybody who will listen because literally it helps you reclaim your life. Mm -hmm. Like now, Katie, she's our banjo and vocal instructor at Cat Star Music. And, um, you know, she's gotten to curate a life that she is absolutely in love with. And it just brings me so much joy to see that. I just want every woman to have this these this knowledge and this skill set and really to just put them in the driver's seat of their lives so that they feel very empowered. So the three of us sitting at this table are all, we feel empowered. We believe in living, curating the life that you love and really living each day the best you can and growing. How do you, so I take it super deep and super personally when I'm around people that maybe don't live that way mm-hmm. and I want to inspire and I want to just listen you're wasting your life away mm-hmm. by doing these tasks that really bring you down or working a job where you literally hate driving into work every day and it just it really I feel personally like how can I get to this person how can I invest into what and let them know there's more out there. And so how do you guys kind of deal with situations like that? Well, um, I think it's, it's very, I don't know, perfect that we're here speaking with you today because we realize with our, our, the different women we've spoken to, the different clients we've had, we all feel like we're on this island. You mentioned that earlier. We lack community. I think human beings as, you know, we were originally tribal creatures we don't have that anymore. We're isolated to our own homes. We're the only woman. All these responsibilities naturally are falling on us. Um, we don't have a community. And so recently we had this huge epiphany because of the request of one of our clients um, that we needed to have a regularly um, meeting and, and um, discussion-based community. And so we started Gather. And so it has several components, but the main thing is uh, the first Sunday of each month, we get together on a Zoom call and people subscribe and we kind of, what we do is we share our struggles, we share our wins and we, you know, we, we know like you in a certain group of people, they're, they're not going to care if you're struggling to feed your kids or if you actually did your own laundry. And in this group of women, it's like, guys, listen, I took my laundry down to my basement and I remembered to switch it over and it didn't get mildewy and everybody's clapping and yes. crying like yeah. that because we all understand yeah. where we're all coming from. And so what we do is um, we've decided we just had our first one in August. 
we're gearing up for September. And what we do is we have a topic. We discuss one of the aspects of our life wheel. Next month, it's going to be livelihood, which, of course, we have a lot to say um, about how to reclaim your livelihood and to curate that aspect of your life. And, of course, all of these have they ripple out into other areas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say community and creating a community of women it has become our one of our biggest goals. Well, and let me just say that, um, and I've talked to some women recently about just the importance of having friendships. I think um, really being thoughtful and being intentional about the community you're creating is really important. If you want to live the best life possible and really create a happy space for you, which I think is, is a value for me, is a core value, ground up um is is um you know happiness and kind of being proud of who I am I want to make sure that I'm not surrounding myself with people who are not striving to do the best they can or to be um you know the best humans they can even even if you're in a space where you know it's not somebody who's owns their own business and they are going but I want to be with people who are genuinely appreciative of what they're doing in their day and they think they're making a difference whether they're an employee a school teacher I was a high school teacher and I loved it I thought I was so um I was impactful but as I've phased out of it I I would never go back to teaching Mm -hmm. at this point but I really truly loved what I was doing because that's who I am and so I think kind of creating those spaces and knowing um, I think there's probably people who are listening who are like well I'm okay I have some friends and we get together and we have our bitch sessions Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily the healthiest for us it's not so it turns out whatever we focus on we attract more of Mm. And so that's why in Gather and in our clarity sessions with our clients, we we acknowledge all of those feelings. It's important to give voice to them so mm-hmm. that we know we're not islands. And we want to also refute all of the roles and responsibilities that we have uh, taken on from the external world and have tried to internalize. But then we want to reflect, you know, how do you want this to look? And that's honestly a muscle that not a lot, not everybody strengthens because it's a tough one. So mm-hmm. when I, I was just thinking about this the other day, when I started my business, my, my music business 14 years ago, I remember in my um, crummy apartment, I had taken art paper and I had taped it up on my walls and I had to like write everything down and just wrap my brain around it. And honestly, the visioning process was very um, energetically expensive. Mm-hmm. It, it made me very tired. And I think that it's very easy for us to disappear into our chores, into our motherhood, into our roles and responsibilities, because answering these questions is really hard. Yeah. Um, but we, we hold space for that. And we just kind of sit with people as they maybe wrangle with these issues for the first time. Well, Kat and I were talking the other day about, um, I, I read the babysitter club books to my kids and that we were, we were, um, there was a, one of the girls wanted to quit the club. And so she was, but she was avoiding making, thinking about making the decision because she was like, I just feel so taxing on me. It was such a great, I'm, I'm reading it to my 13 year old. And I just loved the fact that like, this is a life lesson is that there are hard things that we're going to deal with. And we sometimes want to distract ourselves and do other things instead of think about the things that are really going to propel us forward in the long run Mm -hmm. because it feels so heavy and taxing Mm -hmm. in in the time being right but I think that um 
you know, our brains are incredibly malleable. We are, we are always growing and we are always um, teaching our brains what to pay attention to. And so the more we exercise the muscle of like thinking forward, like how do I want this to look? How do I want this aspect of my life to feel? And then thinking about your values and your vision, but then also adding some framework pieces like do you need a weekly date with yourself um, to think about your week coming up and how you can make the best use of your time? Do you do you need a family meeting each week? You know, how can you add in support? One of the things I love is that I have a physical planner, um, and I'm not I'm I'm not super systematic. I'm not a detailed person, but I love on a Friday, I'll look at the next week and I'll compare my digital calendar to my personal, you know, my paper planner. And, and I like writing it down in different colors. It seems so stupid, but those things just help me, you know, writing something down that I have to do multiple times helps me remember oh my gosh. this is something on my calendar. <laughs> yeah. um, and I've gotten myself into situations where it's like, oh shoot, I forgot about that. And I need to like, you know, kind of check things. And I really like that systematic place of like writing it down as opposed to just having it in yeah. my digital calendar and kind of just putting the right things in place. It can sound really stodgy to say it, like to say I love systems. What I really love is the space that it creates in my life mm-hmm. Be- because when I've created that framework, I know I'm going to talk with Clay about our music business on Tuesday and Thursday. I don't hit him uh, up at Friday night. Oh, hey, did you remember to email so-and-so back? He knows that's not going to happen to him. We can both relax on our Friday night because we have systems in place. Yeah. I think that that as, as busy women who are pulled in a million directions, you need to create that space to make sure that you have self-care time kind of built in as well. Of Like, okay, well, I can kind of check out of all these other places where I'm needed or, or wanted and I can just be, you know, cat at home with my husband on a Friday night and not worry about all the other things that I have in place. Yeah, it really, um, so part of my neurospiciness is anxiety. <laughs> and so it really helps set my anxiety at ease when I'm like, okay, I know I don't have to think about that right now. I'm going to think about it then. And yeah. that's good enough. Yeah. Well, I feel like we could talk about a million things for a million hours, but um, <laughs> let's talk just a little bit about some of the resources on your website. Yeah. Really, one of the things that you guys truly believe in as business owners of Reclaim is that you want to be able, you are, this is a business, so there has to be some income through this business, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be gatekeepers to the information you have. This this life wheel is a resource, that, a free downloadable resource that you have online. Um, what's the decision for that? I like this one. So uh, at some point, Kat and I realized, man, we've been talking about all of these concepts ourselves and we we felt this responsibility like I think that we need to talk about this with other people um and from the beginning I know that I was I we we just you know every part of this business we just felt out right you know it started as a feeling and we had to find words and ways to bring it into the world and we want every so our our mission is we empower visionary women to align focus with framework to curate the life they love and so we didn't want to gatekeep any knowledge. We wanted to make sure that these resources were available. However, something that you mentioned a little bit earlier is that not everybody is willing to move past their struggles and problem solve, right? To d- develop solutions. And so where the income comes in is where is people are taking that step to invest in themselves, 
um, and, and kind of have access to our time and our expertise. Um, we've noticed already, even though this is, I think we started in 2023, right? We Maybe did, February yeah. to officially-ish? Uh, yeah, we've been talking about it um, publicly. Fall, fall and winter of 2022. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's very new. And yet, um, we have seen already that the people who are really ready to transform their lives are the people who are ready to invest financially. Um, we've given some people opportunities to have access, and they just kind of fall off. And so I think that we know, and I'm sure that there's some rule that somebody has made somewhere about this, but, you know, sometimes you fall off if you're not ready to invest financially. You're ready to invest in yourself. Well, and I think, but having those, like, bite-sized pieces that people who are, like, I'm so unhappy, I'm so frustrated with my life, I'm so overwhelmed, I have so much anxiety, all these things that, well, I can look at something, I can check out these resources where maybe nobody's going to know that I actually mm-hmm. did this. That's a good point. And maybe I'm going to just re-look at this on their website, or I'm going to just take a bite size, but it's not a commitment. Mm-hmm. Because when actually when we started Power by Her Lunches, I was like dead set that I was not giving a name to this. I didn't want women to feel like they, it was just another thing they had to join. It was another commitment. I didn't want it to feel heavy. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to feel like, okay, I'm going to take the barriers away. We had childcare set up for a while. Mm-hmm. We did all these things that it was like, I just want people to come. And it was a free lunch. Um, but I just, I worried so much about that heaviness. And I think having those free resources out there for people, it's like, okay, well, I, nobody's going to know whether I follow through and I fill out the life wheel or not. Nobody's going to know whether I finished the book that I started reading on burnout or, you know, all those kind of things where, but then if they kind of get the bug, it's like, okay, I can go further with this, um, if I want to. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, none of this is at our pace this is at your pace. Mm -hmm. Like somebody, people keep asking us if we're life coaches and I just don't feel like that term resonates because I don't want to coach anybody. I want to show you how to coach yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that women are just so far removed from themselves in our society, capitalism, patriarchy, you know, all all the, all the, yeah, ugh, (laughs) all the heavy hitters, um, that we just, it's really a process of unearthing. And I think that inside every person is a deep knowing and we just women just need a little extra help finding the time and space to allow that deep knowing to come forward and maybe they're not in a a safe place for that to happen right now maybe they just want to read our blog and percolate or maybe maybe they want to just you know this isn't their season of growth this is their season of growing their roots who knows Mm -hmm. um so none of none of this is at our pace you know it's it's definitely we're on the, the time schedule of the women that we're helping. Katie, you mentioned um, when you first came in today, you have spider earrings on, and we are we are recording before this airs. But even still, um, it's not quite Halloween. It's close uh, when this airs. But um, so, but I and I was like, are you just early for Halloween or what's going on? So tell me about your spider earrings. For the record, I'm totally that person to be dressing up early for Halloween. But okay, that's how I am but, about 4th of July, let me just say. I will wear red, white, and blue year-round. Nice. So. Um, but I'm so glad you asked about my earrings because the spider and spider medicine is a really big inspiration for us. It was really one of our first big epiphanies. Um, spider uh, is really determined and really creative and will create a home wherever it is, you know. Um, and so that really helps 
kind of check our perspective and remind us to, you know, not get stuck in that place where I can, I just, I have done this so many times. Like if only I had a house that was this big, or if only I had this car, if only I had this, and it was never any kind of, um, feeling at peace with what I had in the present. And so when I get to feeling like that, I, I remember about spider actually cat got me after we did this, she got me this cute little gold, um, sun catcher and it hangs in my window so I can see it on its web, but just a reminder to, work with what I have and to be creative about my solutions. Well, and I think that that the, the, are all spiders? They're not all females. They're not all female. Okay. Um, I feel like I should know more about spiders if we're going to be talking about them. We know the tarot version of spiders. Like we we know whatever the card said. Okay. Okay. Well, I do think that the, the, there's a lot of tenacity too. How often do you see a spider, do humans see spider webs, knock them down and be like, ah, spiders. And then you go back the next day and you're like, how did the spider do this? Like exactly. What did they just do overnight? They built it all back up. Sometimes in 20 minutes and they can just put that bad boy up. And there's also, so, you know, we can go deeper. There's, it's a web, it's all connected. It also is, um, it's functional. It catches their food for them. It's very comfortable. It's also very beautiful and artistic. There's sacred geometry that's involved with the web. And so that is just something that like super resonated with us from the beginning. Definitely. So like, it also reminds me of our life wheel because it kind of looks like it. Our life wheel kind of looks like a spider web. And back when in February, Katie and I took a retreat, we took ourselves to, Cumberland uh, State Park Mm -hmm. and we just we knew that we needed a bubble around our time to really unearth and bring to life reclaim all that it is and that's the weekend that we created the life wheel and at the heart of our process is is the 80-20 principle have you heard of the Pareto principle? I think so go ahead and explain it again. Alrighty so the Pareto principle is 80-20 so in any work environment, 20% of your coworkers are going to cause 80% of your angst yes, or yes. <laughs> I see heads nodding. Um, and, and in business, 20% of your customers will account for 80% of your revenue. So that sort of thing. Um, and so when we address something in the life wheel, we want to find the 20% that's going to create 80% of your forward momentum and your feeling of of unstuckness basically Mm -hmm. and so I feel like spiders are really good visual representation Mm -hmm. of that yeah I think that that's great I think it's it's interesting I've never spiders often people look at spiders of like oh scary bad negatively Mm -hmm. and not the tenacity and the the beauty and all that kind of stuff they're also kind of the femme fatale aren't they like you know (laughs) you know the black widows they eat their husbands we're not advocating we're not condoning violence but yeah it all just kind of fits so Yeah. yeah well how can people find uh reclaim how can people know more about you and get more cat and katie in their lives look we want to talk to you so find us on facebook um, it's under reclaim all caps or go to our website, which is www.reclaimmylife.org. And that people can sign up for courses or that can they contact you directly, email? Yeah, they oh can. Oh my gosh. Message, yes. Like, like Kat said, we, we want to form a community. We want you to reach out to us. Yeah. Um, but there are tons of free resources on our website. You can download our life wheel and check it out. It walks you through how to do an assessment for yourself, see where you're at. We also have little things like uh, our rise and shine guide, which really helps mm-hmm. you kind of 
um, meet back with yourself and uh, you can have kind of a daily date with yourself by curating this basket. We have other guides on the way. Uh, Miss Katie over here, I'm the graphics person, so I have to put together some more stuff. But just go check it out and see, you know, what, what kind of transformation you can do with what we have up there already. The one thing that before we wrap up that I really want to, to reiterate is that it's not an elite Thing to curate the life you love no. I think some people mm. feel like that's unreachable it's unattainable um, you know Katie's entered this by being overwhelmed and exhausted and had 86 tasks on her her cards and so often in the deepest darkest times is kind of when we figure out okay I do want to reclaim this and yeah. I re really do want to curate the life I love and I think that that's really important that this is not for just strong women. This is not for just passionate women. This is not for just women with tenacity. We all have those things within ourselves. And, and this is just a community to tap into that part within yourself. Ground up. Center out. There you go. That's and so right. I think that that's just, I really want those people listening to kind of, I, I want people to remember that this yeah. happiness and, and creating love, a space for love is not elitist. The, the barometer for whether or not you should reach out and check out our stuff is, are you where you want to be? Are you exactly where you want to be living the life you love? Um, if there's a distance between you and that place, please check out our stuff. Mm -hmm. Anything else before we go? <laughs> thank you for having us this has been, been so, much, so fun. much fun thank yeah. you guys so much for i really highly encourage you guys to check out their stuff um connect with them via social media and if you have any questions reach out to us at powered by her we can connect with you guys as well if you want to know more about powered by her head over to powerbyher.com join the community support the cause and we'll see you next week